Hey folks, welcome into the Dublin Denver podcast. Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach, and joining me on this, uh, it's the Darren said boys, 100 miles or so down the road that it's beautiful weather here. I mean, I, I don't want to start a podcast about the weather, but we, we don't usually get this sort of weather, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, it's class, boys, isn't it? It's almost as nice as uh, a lovely sunny day in Denver. Yeah, it's been a, a decent uh, decent couple of weeks, and it, it's also the fact that we are getting ever closer to regular season football, away from the uh, the off-season. Um, in fairness, this year it's been the off-season nothingness, which has been pretty good, uh, because watching the 49ers and all the drama that they have every single day on social media, there is a different video from camp. There are different pronouncements from their players. There is, oh, if we had had this, we'd have beaten the Eagles. Oh, if we'd done that, we'd have beaten the Eagles. There are promises about what they're going to do this year. It's like watching the Broncos over the, the past five years. And it is a blessed relief that we are past all, all of that. And the, the team has decided to be, you know, so quiet this year. Praise Jesus. Um, I guess we'll get this question out of the road here and quickly, Stuart. Um, we're talking off camera. I I, I know Colin's not a, not a massive NBA man, uh, but Stuart, I seen a great article by our friend Ian Sinclair, uh, and he compared. He was wondering, could you compare like this Nuggets run to any Broncos team down through the years? Uh, I I don't want to say it's like a Super Bowl fifty winning team because I don't want it to be a jinx because the time this podcast goes out, Game Three will be over, but. You know, you've got that question, but you've also gotten, I'm sure Colin could actually come into this as well. It's it's that added pressure on the Broncos that you have a team in the city doing really, really well here. Please God, the Nuggets win. I know you guys have talked about this, but there is a real pressure now on the Broncos to try and deliver. And not just the Broncos, but the Rockies, the Rapids and different teams as well, because it looks like there could be a championship potentially coming to Denver. Yeah, we touched on this last week, Michael M. Um myself and Colin are in agreement it, it, if the Nuggets do win although that's looking a little less uh, secure than it did when we did the, the show last week um, I think it puts pressure on the Broncos but I think it, I think it's for me looking at it, it's positive pressure because I think it expectations are raised the Nuggets have never even made it to the NBA Finals for them to win it then which you know given the array of talent that they have they should be knocking on the door most years, you'd like to think. Although the NBA is such a huge turnover of players, it's kind of difficult. So, you know, a team can look stacked and loaded one year, then the following year it can get broken up more so, you know, because you've, you've got five starters, obviously, as opposed to 11, that kind of thing. Um, but I think it puts pressure on the, on the, org- on the Broncos organization. But I think it's good pressure um, because, you know, given the fact that it's a new head coach and relatively new ownership, um, there is an opportunity for them to clean house. Uh, next year if they need to uh, and by that I think we all kind of know on saying they can move off from Russell Wilson next year if they have to um, so I, I think it's I, I think it's good um, the problem is Michael I, I don't know how you would compare it to any Broncos um, runs um, it's hard isn't it because they're not like massive like... and you also get potentially seven games as opposed to one you know I guess you know, I mean, I remember years ago, it never got any traction, but there was an argument to be made for the Super Bowl to be best of three series because, you know, all the other sports were best of sevens, but that never gained any kind of momentum. But, you know, it does make you wonder, like, you see the Nuggets in game one and, and they were very close to annihilating the Heat. Um, and, you know, if that had been a one-off, then the Nuggets would have won the championship. You know, everybody would have been happy. 
Uh, but then you see what happens then, you know, so in some ways, I guess the game one of the Nuggets was like the Broncos when they won their their first Super Bowl or their second, I guess, when they were kind of overwhelming favorites, they walloped the Falcons. Um, but then unfortunately, then you see game two and that kind of looked a little bit more like Super Bowl 48 um, when the Broncos, you know, didn't show up. And, and I guess the Nuggets did show up in the first half, but they really tailed off very badly in the second. Um, so, you know, as this has become a kind of a, Dublin to Denver uh, slash <laughs> Nuggets. Oh, fast. Uh, I feel that would be remiss of me to, um, to to not mention the fact that tonight's game, in my opinion, is I would say tonight tonight or the or game four in Miami to me are pivotal games in the Nuggets franchise history. I think the Nuggets desperately need to win one of those two games. Um, to bring the series back at two all to Denver when they return, their home form has been immaculate all throughout the playoffs. It was a huge surprise to see them lose. It was also a huge surprise to see them lose in the way that they did. You don't expect to see a team that has that level of skill to fall off so badly in the fourth quarter. You know, no disrespect to the Heat, who do have some seriously good players, and we were also in the NBA Finals a couple of years ago. And um, so you'd hope that there's a reaction. Um, because there has to be because if the if the Nuggets go back to Denver 3-1 down I really do not expect them to win four games in a row to, to win the series 4-3 so they have to win one of these games uh, I think they will I think they will I think there will be a reaction because they were that poor in the fourth quarter there really ought to be and they do have the best player in the world um, you know so you're, you've always got a, a punch's chance if you've got the best player in the world um, but they've made life a little bit more difficult for themselves than they ought to. But hopefully they'll bounce back, and, and I expect them to 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 level the series two uh, two over the next couple of games. And I think then then they're back on track. There's the basketball talk in and out. I agree with Stuart completely, so I'm going to move on very quickly. Colin, back to the NFL. Uh, were you like me, extremely disappointed today when? You didn't see like Russell Wilson or Cortland Sutton being announced as a cover star in Madden. Will we ever see one uh, in the next 10 years again? And will I have hair by the time it is? Because, uh, I mean, has there been, I'm trying to think back, have we had a player on Madden? I I, I will Google that. But uh, Wait, Manning, did Manning make it? Surely Manning made it the one stick. I'm sure, I'm sure, but, he, but probably as a cold. I'll, I'll definitely check this in the meantime. How, oh, Von Miller, maybe? Von Miller, there we go. Here yeah. we won the Super Bowl. Boom, because he, ha- he had that start me advert. But uh, Colin, j- going deeper into that with the press release articles and the, the images and stuff, there was not one picture of a Bronco player. Or are we no, starting there, to again? There was. There, there was, was there? the Chiefs. Yeah, if you look, uh, there's the Chiefs scoring a touchdown against the Broncos and the Broncos player hitting the Chiefs player late in. Is this in the video? Uh, yes. in the video just right <laughs> right after the, so the touchdown has been scored the Chiefs are on the board and the Broncos player hits him which is a pretty accurate summation of how things have gone and also Colin I thought it was it was really really a cycle of Madden to um to, to it was a tight end scoring a touchdown it was Kelsey scoring a touchdown against the Broncos which I just think you know given the fact that we've watched the Broncos since the 80s um, and in my in, in my hazy memory, the vast majority of touchdowns that have been scored against the Broncos seem to be by tight ends. I thought this was a wonderful homage to Broncos history by the people at Madden. Um, so yeah, well, thanks for that. From like Colin, from the Wolfie, is is there a player that like you would look at that could potentially cover, be a cover star? I I, I really can't think of one. I, that's and that's the problem at the minute, isn't it? Maybe Russell comes back this year and. Shocks us all, but Tim Patrick. I, I mean, you could have um, 
you could we could have a discussion on the fact that the guy who is going to be the cover star in uh, this year's Madden is a player who could have and, and should have probably been a, a Bronco. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, we went uh, with with Bradley Chubb, and um, how did that work out? Everybody, uh, he was he was only up the the road. Um, but but ultimately that wasn't what what we decided to to do, and you know Josh, Josh Allen himself has kind of uh, talked about it, um, kind of a, a, num- a number of times, not um, you know very very directly, um, but he's always um, put on a something of a, of a performance generally when he goes up against the the Broncos. So that is looking at that and uh, seeing the excitement that he brings to the the Buffalo Bills. Though I I will hearken back here if the if the Nuggets um you know don't win, could they become the Minnesota Vikings or Buffalo Bills <laughs> of the NBA? And because Stuart has has mentioned that this is the the great opportunity that they have, and if you if you let this one slide. Um, you know, is this like Anderson missing that kick uh, for the Vikings, where they actually would have faced us in the the Super Bowl uh, in 1998, or the Bills, and you know, the, all all of their last Super Bowls? And I suppose, Michael, when you when you said, is it is there a Broncos side that it's comparable to the '87 side potentially? Um, is, is the one that 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 comes to mind because ultimately they. Got thirty-five points in a single quarter uh, in the the Super Bowl, um, and and ultimately that particular uh, vintage never went on to to win it. So, yeah, happy happy for Buffalo's long-suffering fans and Josh Allen. And if we aren't to win a Super Bowl, it would be nice to to see them do it and get to see Vaughn get another ring. Big time, big time. And um, I think yeah, I think we've. Like in in true off season form, there's been two topics covered very very well. There, lads, I really have to give it to you. I I have to talk about this because I have nobody else to talk to it about. So um, let's just talk about it. I mean, Stuart, I know you were, we're talking about this off camera as well. Recall. So the the slogan that the team had in the year that they won the Super Bowl was "Iron sharpens iron," and now I mean, Colin, you you've seen this photo. I'll, I'll let you bounce in first anyway, and then both of you guys just talk about it. Like, uh, there's a photo of Ben Powers doing the press conference and they've all been wearing these t-shirts saying uncommon um, it means winning football in the National Football League is uncommon it's hard to do it's why there's not a lot of winners and there's only one champion and the the font is if you're really retro it's the Real Madrid GL font back in the day uh, and it's it's just I call I'm sorry I don't get it can you can you like me? Do you like it? Is it? Does anyone like it here, lads? Because I just don't get it. Like I don't see the point in having this like motto. Just go out there and train, lads. Come on, like uncommon. Um, I no, it, it's it's the one one of um probably um a real. I can only say a handful, and and that's saying something because the, the Broncos over the the past few off seasons, um. Have, have tended to have far more full pads, but this is one of a handful of kind of off-season moves that I haven't been a big fan of because um, winning should be common, and and winning was common when 
Pat Boland was the owner of this team. Now, we never had back-to-back losing seasons under Pat Boland. We were the winningest franchise in the NFL under Pat Boland. So to say that winning is uncommon should be an anathema. And maybe, maybe ours, you know, if somebody else had been explaining it, perhaps it would have come across differently. He may not have been the person who picked it. Maybe there is a, a broader context. But when you consider that 14, 14 teams go to the NFL playoffs, nearly half the league, I don't think you can say that winning is uncommon. And I think uh, maybe it has been uncommon over the past few years, given that we have the second longest playoff drought in the National Football League. But I, I would hope that perhaps, you know, there could be, um, if I say Tipex, I, I don't know if our American listeners will know what I'm talking about, but uh, a giant Sharpie pen taken and and just cross out the un and, and make it uh, common because that is ultimately what we want. We want this team to win football games. Stuart, what were they thinking of here? Like, I mean, like, the, like you are in the business of uh, theatre and, and and obviously different media outlets, etc. And you use, I'm sure, very many um, high-end phrases and, and sayings. Would, would Uncommon come to mind for you whenever you're thinking about this team? So... I had a, I, th- this is all news to me. That's why I was struggling desperately to try not to laugh um, when you guys were talking about this. I, I must have missed that. So I just had a quick look. Now, i got to be careful what I say here because there, there might, there's another report which may shed some light on it. But uh, SB Nation, who used to be friends of ours, um, their headline is, the Broncos have picked the saddest team motto imaginable. Um, and they say, last season, Let's Ride became the meme motto of the NFL. The Broncos' incessant need to repeat it endlessly as part of Russell Wilson joining the team became a punchline when everything went to hell. I don't think anybody could disagree with that. Uh, there was one way to come up with something that kept expectation measured for the upcoming season without it being sad as hell, but Denver have now made it pathetic. There has never been a worse sports phrase than uncommon, and they are branded shirts too. It's not like Ben Paris came up with the idea himself. So that's what SB Nation had to say. I'm not, I really am finding much to disagree. However, now I will say, and this is just in the, in the, in the interest of balance, uh, there is another headline that says it recalls Floyd Little. So I think we need to be careful and I need to, I need to check. Now, this, this is the one thing that is in amongst all the headlines that go, you know, this is horrendous. What the hell were they thinking? My God, you know, that's all the headlines. But there is one about Floyd Little. So I think we need to, just need to see. Although that does begin to sound like damage limitation. Uh, uncommon recalls Broncos history. This is, uh, I do not choose to be a common man. It is my right to be uncommon if I can. Um, yeah, now I'm going to say that this seems, no, sorry, this is outstanding radio as well, I realize. No, uh, it seems like this is damage limitation. Somebody's saying that this is harking back to when when Floyd, who was one of the great heroes of, of Broncos organization. Um, but that's like saying a word that was used by somebody 50 years ago is the re- like I, I would have thought of Floyd Little's 
inspirational quote, and it is an inspirational quote. I would have thought that that would have been fairly close to, um, you know, to the to, to tip of everyone's lips in the sense that if that's why it was chosen, it would have been that. So no, sorry, I tried, Michael. I tried to kind of come up with a justification for it. I can't. It's absolutely horrendous. Why on earth would you come up with a team slogan and print the t-shirts that just, if anything, reinforces the fact that you've been absolute pants for the last five years? It's terrible. It's it's like something that the Lions uh, would have produced ten back years in the ago. day. Yes, when they were when they were a train wreck, when they were when they were, you know, when they were the laughing stock. One would even go as far say it's the kind of thing the Jets would have come out with before they got Aaron Rodgers. And uh, the Jets, who are almost certainly going to make like you know, Colin has kind of predicted. He's he's given us the doomsday scenario, and I think he's right. Um, unless Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Um, they're going to make the playoffs and we are going to be the team that has the longest playoff drought in the NFL. Um, so perhaps Uncommon is a good slogan for a team that's about to be eclipsed by the Jets. And, uh, you know, I think really, like, we just can't seem to get out of our own ways and plans. I agree with SB Nation. Let's Ride was bad, but this is even worse. I love how this is this off-season podcast has turned into a whole palooza, which is great. I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't get it at all. Um, and yeah, just on what Shura said, but what Colin first mentioned there in regards to the playoff drought, Jets going on 12 seasons, Broncos going on 7-8 to eight if they don't get this year. So they could be number one. And frankly, if you're not aware of this, folks, if you're listening, uh, the reason the Broncos are not being considered for hard knocks is because they have a new coach. In my opinion, they should be front, right and centre at the moment there because the Bears don't want to do it. The Commanders are like, meh, who's going to watch that? LOL, JK to the Commanders fans. In Ireland, all six of them, and that was a joke to the Commanders fans. And I mean, the Jets don't want to do it, so the Broncos should be up there doing it. And that takes us to our final conversation of this incredible. I, I, boys, I'm I'm so proud of us for getting through like all these different topics. It's cross crack. Uh, Dalton Reisner is still a free agent, and um, he is te- he's been testing the market column for I don't know how long now. He. You know, obviously, when he came into this team, you know, a Colorado kid from Wiggins, obviously the fans warmed to him because of his, you know, his his background. He grew up a Broncos fan and how much that meant to him. And, you know, we've had the chance to talk to Dalton a number of times in this broadcast. Got a chance to say hello to him in Phoenix very briefly, but a lovely, lovely guy. And you can see he is very, very genuine. Um, but he's decided to test the market. Um, and when you look at... You know the the money that some of the that the some of the guards are on in the league, never mind Denver itself. I can understand why he's doing that. Uh, it apparently, Colm, if you're going to fill us in here, uh, there has been a report issue today. And knowing our luck, he'll sign with someone this evening. That um, that there may be a situation where he may be close to a deal happening. We're we're seeing a lot of players here that are sort of just sitting waiting for the right time to happen, and teams are as well. Obviously, the whole June July situation and dates um, are you you know do you think you, you know where he's going is there any chance he might come back to us at all on a cup price deal or are, are we going to say goodbye to, to Dalton Reisner forever do you think well Dalton as you rightly point out Michael has been um, you know kind he's come on to us he's, he's a, clearly a, given he was the, the Broncos kind of man of the year last year the Walter uh, Payton um, nominee um, he's obviously does a, a lot of work we know that he does a huge amount of charity work off the field 
But Dolphin should probably be a cautionary tale in, in many respects, both for players and for fans alike. Because if you go back to his rookie season, he looked outstanding. Like he really looked like he took to it like a duck to water. And um, he looked like he was going to, to go on to be, you know, a starter in the league. Okay, maybe not kind of Quinton Nelson, uh, but a very solid starter, you know, for um, seven, eight, nine, ten years in, in the league. Uh, and it didn't work out. And he, he never was able to, to take that leap forward. And there are lots of players who that happens to. And I think it'd be, you could dig into that. There's probably a, a PhD thesis in why. Uh, you know, a, a the transition from college into the league, but also that transition from uh, the rookie season into the second second year. So, um, it it all it all depends, I suppose, on you know Dalton him, himself and what he what he's looking for. Uh, when when you consider, you know, the the other guys who um were were out there on on the market, like he's he's only twenty eight, so he's still relatively young. But I think what Dalton may end up having to do is to take a kind of a one-year prove-it deal. And then if he can get back to playing as he did in that rookie season, then he might end up earning, um, you know, a, a big contract. That That is not, the, like, um, out of the realms of possibility, you know. this would It would not have to be uh, a, a Stuart Roach penned, a phantasmagorical play for something like that to happen. You know, it has been the case before that guys have kind of stagnated, um, haven't gotten the contract, have been on the market, have had to reassess themselves, their play, their approach, and then have come in and earned big contracts. One perhaps only has to look uh, at Geno Smith uh, um, in order to see a player that, that did that. And... You know, that, so it can happen, but really, I I, I think possibly he's going to need a, a prove it um, deal, um, and then it'll be up to Dalton. But he has shown that he can do it, and um, whatever went wrong after that rookie season, he needs to fix. Stuart, um, it's 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 a situation where Collins sort of said said rightly he, he may have to go for a year and prove himself somewhere else. It's it's hard because. You know, he, he has betting himself and as of right now it has not come up for him financially. Uh, I mean it still will in terms of millions. Um it's still not bad money, but in comparison to what other players are gonna get, it's not as great. I guess, Stuart, if he wants to go to Saudi Arabia and play some soccer, you could earn a decent amount of money as well. Yeah, I, I agree with what Colin said, Michael. Um yeah, you know, it it, it is like he is a good he is a good guy. You can tell I, I, you know, when speaking to him on here um you know his charity work obviously as you guys pointed out and he was outstanding in his first year but i i found um you know particularly at wembley against the jags who have a decent defense uh, but you know they're not they're not the 85 bears or you know or anything close um or, or even last year's 49ers or eagles Um, i found his play had regressed hugely um, you know, to the point where I, I, I actually myself and Colin were talking about this. We were watching him once, like, and there was a couple of drives in particular where he was just getting rinsed by the guy who was opposite him, um, and he was being really badly beat on every play. It seemed, 
Um, so he'd gone from a player who looks hugely promising to the point where you're kind of going, you know, that left guard position is kind of nailed down for the next seven or eight years because, you know, he's a hometown kid. He's going to want to stay. And unless the Broncos, you know, take the mick, then the chances are that the guy's going to sign the contract and he's going to, you know, we could forget about that position, you know, that we can worry about other positions. And to, so to see the, just how quickly his play had deteriorated for me was, was a real eye-opener, as I said, in the flesh. Um, but you do hope that the people who, who are good guys, you know, get a second chance. There are examples, um, you know, and offensive line play as a whole, you know, especially if you listen to our old friend Stink, offensive line play has regressed, I think, um, hugely. I think it's a lot of problems coming out of college. I think it's the type of offenses that are, that are played in college um i think a lot of the schemes don't really um prepare offensive linemen for the nfl apart from you know one or two notable exceptions um so you know given the dearth of 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 really outstanding offensive linemen available you'd imagine that you'll get a gig somewhere um but it's just you know anytime you've been out in the market for as long as he has you know, I imagine he must be kind of getting a little bit concerned as to where he's going to end up. And, and he may be looking at a backup swing tackle, you know, or sorry, backup swing guard could be his, his, his most likely. And then you're, you're, you know, you're hoping for an injury or, or a really good show in a training camp to try and force your way into the lineup. Um, but yeah, you'd expect him to land somewhere, but it's not going to be easy for him. Um, but as, as I said, I just echo what everybody else said. He's, he was really, you know, he just came across as a sound guy on, on the show. You'd like to see somebody like that bouncing back and doing well in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And just, just obviously, add to that, I, we, we wish him the very, very best. And if there are six, seven teams in for him, hopefully by the next time we record that there is closure for him, especially when we're getting into June. So the very, very best to Dalton. And yeah. Um, Michael, I don't think we should ever... One final thing, just before um, we we wrap up, um, I I didn't get to to see it uh, because it was um, geo blocked and um, one oh. didn't have a, a, a VPN. Oof. But there was a, a report uh, that that came out uh, that said that the Denver Broncos were the most stressful team to follow in the NFL. So. Um, <laughs> With uh, if if anyone is wondering where those extra wrinkles have come from, um, and all of our respective faces, uh, I think we can point firmly uh, to, to Mile High and the Valley and say uh, they are responsible for same. And if they could rectify that situation uh, this year, that would be fantastic. But um, I, I think when when I look at you know some of the videos that we have seen of um baker mayfield and um kyle trask throwing the football uh, down in tampa it surely truly brings back horrific flashbacks of the camp battles between trevor Sillian and paxton lynch uh true truly gl glorious summers um i don't think even even stewart couldn't couldn't write um, you know, such a nightmare, nightmarish um, uh, happenings uh, that we have been subjected to as Broncos fans over the last decade. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have dared to uh, to include Mark Sanchez into the mix before it became up. Joe Slacko. Oh God! Oh my God! And and Trevor Kate, Simeon. Kate Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Oh God! Trevor Simeon rightly won that competition as well, which is the truly disturbing thing. 
he, he was the obvious choice, having beaten a Paxton Lynch and Mark Sanchez. So as badly as, as Russell performed last year, we are still some ways away from that, thankfully. Thankfully, time will tell. I mean, we're, we're not that far away from camp, lads. It's 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 going to be exciting. Um, looking forward to talking some ball and guys can't wait to the yeah the, the ball goes again because I think we're ready now. We're 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 ready to get into more detailed discussion. We're we're not giving Russell his office back until the Broncos aren't the most stressful team to follow anymore. So hopefully they'll lose that title as well this year. Um, at Colin from Cork on Twitter, at Purple Heart TC on Twitter, and at Michael underscore NFL on Twitter. Uh, please do like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, you can tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. Anytime of the any time of the night. Some of the DMs I'm getting at the minute, big thanks to Elon, are mental, so I'd love it if you did. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Go Broncos, lads. Talk to you soon. Go Broncos. Go Lovitz. <laughs>